Welcome to Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group. I'm your host, Rubina, and this is our very first episode, sir. We're very excited to have you with us. So, Mr. Irfan Razak, welcome to the show. Add prestige to your life. Brick by Brick. Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group. Let's start by talking about childhood. You know, those were the days when we had fewer worries and more memories. What are the fondest memories of your childhood? That's absolutely fantastic because childhood is something that you can't ever relive. Yeah. Uh, just runs away. But uh, those days in Bangalore was really amazing. It was free. Uh, no worries. And Bangalore itself was a, such a nice, very laid-back city and um, no traffic. Actually, when I say no traffic, it was zero traffic. You could hardly see a car move in, say, about five minutes. And then if any, any car did move, it was an uh, event. And um, that's how it was. We grew up in the city and it went on like this. See, now I'm... Till the 60s, especially 60s or maybe even late 60s, early 70s, uh, the whole city was small. It was a very, very uh, sort of close-knit city. And especially the cantonment where we grew up, it was a different uh, uh, feel because large, sprawling bungalows. We asked children, we used to go and it was a, some game or some sport or the other after school jump over the neighbor's wall and it was in the cricket season, cricket, hockey season, hockey, football, everything used to happen. Apart from that, things like, you know, I used to play the kites and the tops and the holly collie, everything else. What was the best home you've lived in growing up? Well, of course, see, as time passes, everything changes. Of course, the first home that we I was born in, grew up in, and I think up to my, even say, my college days, we, we stayed in Infantry Road, which was just Infantry Crossroad, actually. And that was a sprawling 20,000 square foot house. It was a family home where all my father, his two brothers, my grandfather, grandmother, everybody was there, including cousins. We all grew up together there. And it used to be open house. Uh, we used to have lots of other cousins coming in from every evening to visit or just walk in. They could just walk in for lunch or dinner. It, they, it was like, uh, you were just there was no need for that formality or that invitation. And today, how Bangalore has changed. If you have to go see someone, you have to first call up. Then they'll say, okay, no, I'm free, I'm not free. And then it becomes, we'll see next week or next month and it never happens. But here it was, you just could roll in and then whatever was there on the table, we used to enjoy. The That's days when there were was. no formalities. Yeah, there was absolutely carefree days. Absolutely. There was a little, but there was a lot more in the hut. Yeah, so true. Talking about carefree days, let's talk about school. I did my school in the St. Joseph's Boys. It was known as the European School, then it got changed to the Boys School. That okay. is in... Uh, Museum Road. Again, we had Jesuit fathers who used to be our principals. And uh, that is where a lot of us, of course, before that we did St. Anthony School that was in Convent Road. That is up to third standard and fourth standard. Bingo, we were in St. Joseph's, that big school. And it used to be uh, very imposing and uh, quite uh, 
sort of a well sought out school. If you were admitted there, it was something ultimate because you had St. Joseph's, you had Bishop Cotton's, and maybe on the other side of the city, you had the Clarence's and the St. Germans, and that's how it was. And then, of course, the other schools came up much, much later, but these are the four schools that were really well sought off in Bangalore. But if you were in St. Joseph's, it was, you, you sort of got it made. Yeah, I went to Clarence. Uh, so when you mentioned that, I feel proud right. as well. True. So talking about school, what kind of a student were you? I was actually, if you ask me, carefree, average student, having fun, nice. But at the same time, uh, not that uh, very uh, sort of mischievous or trying to, but quite disciplined and uh, uh, just there. So it was a nice thing. And uh, we had good friends. And of course, unlike today's schools where you have only 20, 25 kids in a class, <laughs> yeah. we were all packed up 50, 60 in a class. <laughs> yeah, and true. it was a big classroom and that to two sections. So that yeah. means you had 100, 100 plus uh, in each class. And then you need to needed to know who was who and then we managed. It was good fun. Yeah. And we had a you know, maths teacher who I remember distinctly coming in on Monday morning and saying, what now? Huh? Monday morning, huh? your mummy giving you five rupees to have movie and uh, dosa. Huh? Come on, wake up and do your maths. So that's how it was. Did huh? you love maths? Of course. I mean, uh, whatever with uh, maths, English, geography. What was in one subject that you dreaded? Science. <laughs> That was quite tough, actually, especially chemistry. Uh, After 10th, you never had to even open yeah, those chemistry uh, books Exactly, again. <laughs> exactly. I was just waiting for when I didn't, didn't need to open the chemistry or the physics books. <laughs> uh, uh. Nickname. What, what was your nickname when you were in school? I don't know. See, uh, different times, different names. But then finally, one name that stuck with me, though I was young, everything else, it stuck as Taya. And then it just because I was very responsible or whatever else. And uh, Taya, yeah, translation is uncle. So I, as, a, as a youngster itself, I became Taya for a lot of people. I don't know how, but it happened. Huh? Wow. I remember you saying that, you know, you all were this big family, lots of cousins and lots of memories. Which family vacation was the most memorable and why? Nowadays, children, the moment they grow up, they want to go overseas somewhere, either a Dubai or a Singapore or a Europe or US. But here, we, it was unheard of. So our vacation, family vacation was when we had our summer holidays. Uh, it was either my mother used to pack us all up to one of my her my cousin's place in Uti, or the, the 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 easiest was my grandfather used to book the Nandi Hills, the Gandhi Nilaya in Nandi Hills, and there used to be a red bus that came in, <laughs> took everybody bad baggage every with the utensils went to Nandi Hills, and that was summer holiday. <laughs> that was the holiday. See, but those are good days, easy, yeah. comfortable and very innocent days. Absolutely. And today you tell the children, I'll take you to Nandi Hills, they'll just make a face and say, what's wrong with you, mom or dad, and they'll run away. <laughs> That's so true. Which were your favorite hangout places in Bangalore back then? Yeah, I mean, our college was situated in, first, the first year was, of course, in Langford town. And then the next two years was in Brigade Road. And that was good fun. And then that was the first year of college. And our hangout was all, of course, since it was all in the Brigade Road area, we had Koshis, we had Breeze. A lot of people remember at least the oldies, those days, and the movie theatres were Rex, Plaza, all of that. 
and uh, with all that and then there was a chinese the one and only chinese restaurant that was there was rice bowl yeah so which is still there yeah, that's yeah. how it was so when you go back to those places i'm sure koshis is still around i think yeah but then not in the form that it was or the yeah. breeze the form that it was yeah. opis anyway shut yeah are you still in touch with your college friends Yes, that's why I said we had a reunion of fifty uh, years, and then you know something seventy of us got together. Seventy. Seven zero, and uh, all of us had such a great time. I've got pictures, and we all just became kids. Back to nineteen seventy-three, we passed out. I passed out in seventy-three, so all of us, uh, all the same batch of seventy-three, got together. It was a fiftieth year reunion, just a few months ago, and one of our classmates, Kiran Bol, he. Along with Vishnath Chetty, put all the efforts, got the um, you know got everybody motivated, and a huge participation uh, with the spouses, and it was good fun. Best friends? I have still many friends from college. I mean, it's just uncanny, uh, but many of them went to Rotary, so we we used to interact there. Uh, in business, somewhere or the other, we we connect. So we have good friends, and then I have a set of friends who, over the last you know, maybe more than fifty years, we meet every weekend for dinner, and that that goes on. So with the family, so it's 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 uh, it's uh, been very consistent. At least I'm very consistent with the type with the friends that I have. It's not that I have friends, different friends. Uh, different times. I mean, I've been very consistent with them. Of course, as you go along, you make new new friends as you go along. But then, consistently, there's a baseline is the same. So every weekend, when friends meet, what do you guys talk more often, or what is it that you talk about your college days that brings a smile? No, that's not only you need not talk. See, after all, you once you uh, over a period of time, uh, if you're meeting after a long time, obviously you'll be talking of all the. Fun that we have those days, but uh, if you are meeting uh, uh, very regularly, what really happens is it's more about what's happening in life and where life has taken you and everything else. And uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good thing to have that baseline and have those friends that if you need them, uh, just one call and they're there. Next five minutes they're there for you, or we are there for them. It's Wonderful. the same way. Now let's talk about the brothers. You being the eldest son, and they say the eldest son grows up as a part-time dad. So, as the eldest brother, did you have any extra responsibilities? I mean, that's exactly what happened. Part-time dad, so I used to be the controlling. I still am that. I don't know why, but then that's how it's happened. That's how it's panned out. Uh, but there's a certain respect. Uh, not that there's a big age difference between us. The age, biggest age difference is, is between my sister and me, which is 14 years. But uh, between each of the brothers, mine and the next one is only just one and a half years difference, and the next another three years. So it's not that there's such a huge gap. Uh, but I think uh, traditionally there has been that respect for the oldest one, and then uh, I, th I think it's also how you carry yourself and how you take care of each other. And let's not and, forget and, the tata. And it's reciprocal. It's not. It's a, never a one-way traffic. Uh, yeah. Life is never a one-way traffic. Yeah. It's all about. Give and take, and uh, it, it goes on properly. And there's always that affection that uh, precedes everything. When you all meet for dinner, what are the conversations that happen over the table? There are many conversations. You see, it's just uh, what had happened yesterday. Who said what? And uh, it's it's see some some even while while talking, even business comes in, yeah. or family comes in, and uh, uh, which child is going for which school. 
there are so many things that uh, comes up and uh, it's it's pretty healthy problems whatever issues there are fortunately i think we are devoid of too many issues you see as you have the next siblings and the next generation next generation you do have uh, sometimes some people don't come confirm or there are some issues but then i think we are very fortunate touchwood is that we really don't have somebody who's really gone off the cliff and then bringing them back it's then it becomes difficult you know talking about you three brothers um, and sister and sister otherwise my sister yeah. if she does this she say why did you leave me out <laughs> okay talking about the four siblings and the reason i mentioned the three brothers is mainly because you know when you talk about most of the businesses they failed due to family complications but you three brothers became a rock solid team what makes you you know uh, like what's the secret between this bond i think that is how the upbringing is in the first place it's how you're brought up at secondly is life is just not see i've seen this happening many families many places many ways one is ego yeah. that precedes or it's the family itself i'm very fortunate to have all three very fantastic sister in law and uh, and a brother in law all of them really adjustable all of them very sort of you know uh, fitted in nicely and all of them affectionate with each other and see major problem that comes in a family is i the primary reason i said this ego sometimes selfishness uh, i mean uh, i want that one up and ship happens i want to become better than that guy why should i and then the question sometimes i've seen many families i work more you work less and you know petty petty things happen and suddenly and then somebody puts in some fuel you should have that maturity to understand that somebody is putting the fuel just to ignite you if you don't if you're not reactive you don't get ignited if you understand your own self and you believe that and if there's some selflessness in you as as and as elder obviously you have to be that much more understanding that much more selfless then the reciprocity happens that the affection develops and then uh, nothing happens otherwise what happens boom everything goes up in smoke i've seen large families large business families happens there's somebody from the side who'll come and create some nuisance for you and you don't realize what somebody is doing it and you you believe they play up on yours this thing and then uh, you know then uh, it becomes very difficult and everything goes bust so it's always good to be that giving type always being the understanding type always trying to carry each one understand the other person's perspective be empathize with the other person i think uh, things fall in place and then there's no problem i think i've been sort of instrumental in trying to bring peace in many businesses families where they've had these issues but uh, they come to me wherever possible i try and help wherever po- not possible it's bad luck but then uh, life is too short that's what i believe life is too too short and uh, we are here for a short period it's rather you live the life of understanding of love of giving rather than being that selfish egoistic and then ultimately what do you carry with you you only carry hate and you carry uh, only hurt but if you are that giving and that loving type automatically everything comes together joins together like glue and then things go on a lot of the younger generations should definitely learn and take something from that thank you so very much mr ifan razak for joining us and we learned a lot from your journey thank you for inspiring us no no my pleasure it's always good to talk to you abina
and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again with uh, many more interesting uh, stories. With this new podcast series that we have started, uh, what do you think of this? I think it'll pan out well. It'll be good. I mean, it's good to create a record. Yeah. And it's also good to inspire people and uh, make them learn how things can be done. Uh, let's see how it pans out and I'm quite happy to share my thoughts. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Rubina. In the next episode, we will talk to Mr. Irfan Razak about how he built a successful company over the last 35 plus years and the challenges he has faced. Today, we won't even get a car park for 5 rupees a square foot. That's how things were. First residential project was Prestige Oak Code in Koramangla. That was way back in 1988. We had this retail business to whom I had sold clothes or made clothes for them, the who's who of Bangalore. There was a certain belief in the family and then when we did our first project, second project, it was the, the base that was there, the foundation that was laid there in that business that has helped us to do uh, this business and people just came and uh, believed us and invested money with us. Tune in to know a few secrets about his success story. Add prestige to your life. Brick by Brick, the official podcast of the Prestige Group.